So hi, Lisa. We are back for a second week in a row. Good, good for us Yay! Uh, for our podcast. And what we're going to talk about today is um, sort of a theme that the staff has been talking about adopting for uh, for church programming. You know, everything from sort of our adult education programming to uh, sermon series and um, everything else sort of in between this next uh, this next uh, school year, if you will. Um, and that is this theme of uh, shalom. And um, we picked this theme because this word shalom has so many different meanings. And we also sort of realized that uh, that people could all use a little bit more peace in their lives right now. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, so shalom is really this very beautiful word in the Hebrew scriptures that has, um, that is on the one hand, the most prominent word used for peace in, uh, in the Old Testament, but that has a lot of different connotations. For example, it points towards this, this idea or this experience of wholeness, um, the experience of health. It, uh, it points to the experience of, of, um, of security and well-being. Um, when I was doing a little research on it this last week, one of, the, one of the resources I read talked about how shalom is something that speaks to the state of the individual, um, but also relationships between people and also um, sort of nation to nation or the kind of um, social connections that make for a healthy uh, society or city. Um, and it even has, and I think this is sort of wonderful, but it even has a, um, the sense of, you know, shalom is something that can exist when harmony is restored in nature. So it's a really big sort of capacious term. That's what and, I love about this theme is that it just incorporates so many different aspects of life. Yeah, Absolutely. You know, and one of the things we talked about is how it sort of resembles this, um, this sort of not, not super new, but sort of contemporary thinking when it comes to understanding what goes into uh, human wellness. It, it sort of encompasses this idea that there's all these different dimensions and facets of life that create the possibility of a person experiencing peace and wholeness in their life. Um, like, you know, I read this great uh, sort of, well, it was kind of a, it was more like a video that I saw on Northwestern University's site where it talked about the eight dimensions of, um, of wellness. And this is something we talked about in staff meeting the other day and just how wellness really encompasses sort of all aspects of life. Um, I'm just going to list off the eight dimensions right now. And then, you know, Lisa and I can kind of talk a little bit about which ones we feel are sort of meaningful to us. But the eight dimensions of wellness are physical, intellectual, emotional, social, uh, spiritual, vocational, financial, and environmental. And, um, and again, I think what we saw were some parallels between this Old Testament term shalom and how holistic it is and the sort of modern uh, or contemporary understanding of what goes into, um, you know, the experience of wellness in one's life. So, Lisa, the question I had for you is, you know, what of the eight dimensions or what of the aspect of shalom that sort of surprised you the most or that you found the most compelling? Um, the one that I, I feel most drawn to uh, is not surprisingly 
intellectual wellness. Um, I never want to be a person who feels like they're done, you know, that I've, I've learned what I'm going to learn and I'm good to go. I, I always want to cultivate curiosity in myself Mm -hmm. and, and be open to learning. And, and so I love that that's a component of this as well, taking care of and feeding your intellect and, and that, sort of intellectual growth, uh, is really important for me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, um, you know, the Northwestern University pointed out that part of intellectual wellness is, you know, are the creative arts as well. Yeah. Um, so it is that curiosity and is that sort of, um, that, that opportunity to learn new skills and new knowledge, but it's, it's things like painting, drawing, music, um, all these things that, uh, that provides sort of challenges for the mind, you know, in a, in a good sense. Well, and then it all kind of comes full circle. So it's not like just self-serving about feeding my own intellect for my own gratification and my own edification, but then through the creativity, you can give that back into the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's another thing that the sort of eight dimensions of wellness and also the concept of Shalom that, that both of these things really do well. And that is finding the balance between, you know, the person's sort of the, their personal life and then the various ways that we interact with other people, whether it's sort of interpersonally, whether it's as members of a community, whether it's members of a, of a society, you know, Northwestern University talks about the social sphere of wellness is, um, you know, both encompasses a sense of one person, a person's identity, their individual Mm -hmm. identity, but Uh it's also encompasses this idea of, you know, what are we doing as global citizens? You know, how are we, you know, as we would say this in, in, um, you know, in the church, we would say like, what are we doing to sort of, uh, you know, help recognize or help expand the kingdom of God in this world? And all of that is sort of captured into this idea of social wellness. You know, I was in this book club last night and we were talking about how our own personal theology, like what we believe in our own hearts and minds about God and about other people and about the world, how when we come together in larger communities, those ideas feed into bigger systems and create laws and government and bigger structures. And so it's, it's this nexus of the individual and then the global and everything in between. And I love how the concept of Shalom encompasses all of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's both sort of this, um, it it helps you understand the connection between self-care and care for the environment, mm-hmm. care for mm-hmm. the community, you know, all of these different things, because you can't, I mean, among other things, what Shalom emphasizes and what the eight dimensions of wellness emphasizes is that we don't live in, val- in vacuums. Right. You know, it's like the, for example, sort of environmental Shalom or environmental wellness covers things like, you know, making sort of ecological front, ecologically friendly decisions, but it's also looks to things like what are our physical and social spaces? Like what is the geography of our lives? You know, is, mm-hmm. is the world in which we live, is it supportive um, and stimulating for both ourselves and other people? And again, I just, I, I really love um, this approach to wellness where we go beyond just simply the physical, you know, exercise, mm-hmm. eating habits, how much you're sleeping, you know, uh, getting immunized, you know, right. illness prevention right. or injury, you know, reducing harm, you know, those kinds of things. 
um, to something that really opens up so many different facets of life. So I'm going to turn the question around on you. What's your favorite among the eight or what has stood out to you or surprised you in these eight facets? I think one of the things that um, I thought was really interesting, and this is sort of Northwestern's version of the eight dimensions of wellness, was in its in its discussion of emotional wellness, it talked about um, the importance of knowing how to feel and identify a range of different emotions. So it was mm. like, you know, it wasn't just coping mechanisms. It wasn't just about, you know, not feeling stressed out. Um, it also was, you know, do you know when to get angry, when it's appropriate to be angry? Do you know how to, and then do you know how to cope with anger? Do you know, you know, what it is to be sad when it's appropriate to be sad, you know, or do you repress sadness? So it was, I just thought it was really interesting. This, this idea of wellness involves allowing yourself to experience a range of emotions, but then knowing how to, to handle or manage or respond, maybe the, I don't want to say manage because that, that sounds too controlling, but maybe how to respond in healthy ways to that range of emotions. Mm -hmm. So you're not repressing emotions, but you're also understanding how to, how to cope with the different emotions. I thought that was, to me, that was really interesting. Um, yeah. I also think that one of the things that will be fascinating for us to pursue, and this is maybe a, a chance for us to talk about how we're going to structure this year. One of the things, the way we want to do this is we want to handle one of, you know, each of these eight dimensions of wellness and shalom, you know, one per month, essentially. So, for example, in September, we're starting with, uh, you know, sort of the shalom of the body with our walking ministry and with our, you know, and and our you know, and also we've got a little bit of an intellectual shalom and the, the shalom of the mind we because do. we're also going to be spending some time thinking about how walking and journeys are a metaphor for the spiritual life. Um, but one of the things, so, you know, we're going to cover all of these different things sort of one time, you know, one per month. Um, but one of the things that I think is going to be really rich is to really think about what it means to live a shalom life when it comes to money and finances. Mm -hmm. Because I know that when I do um, sort of at the times when I've worked with people getting married and I've done sort of, you know, pre-counseling with them or counseling, you know, premarital counseling with them, one of the things I've talked about a lot is, you know, understanding where people are coming from when it comes to their sort of family of origins, attitudes towards money, their personal attitudes, money, their expectations about money, their expectations about how they're going to handle finances, because you know, our attitudes towards money, our way of handling money is just such, can be such a source of stress mm -hmm. and can really um, be disruptive in relationships where people don't have a shared understanding or even where there is an experience of significant financial stress. Um, so I think kind of thinking through how the Bible approaches issues of money and tries to help us frame that aspect of our life, you know, the aspect of our life that involves work and making money and, you know, <laughs> um, you know, doing what we need to do to survive. I think that's going to be really interesting as well. 
I mean, definitely Jesus has some very <laughs> compelling comments <laughs> or statements or, you know, arguments to make when it comes to money and, and what our attitude towards money should be. So that I think that's going to be a really interesting aspect of this program as well. I think you're right. Money can be such a slippery concept to get our hands around. Um, I think it's going to do us good to have some open conversations about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, one of the things we wanted to do in this, um, so we've kind of talked about how we've gravitated towards this concept of shalom and the sort of parallels that we see between it and um, contemporary ideas around wellness and wellness having these, you know, seeing, being sort of multidimensional. Um, it might be kind of fun for us right now to talk a little bit about specifically about our plans for September and how we are going to be kicking off things like the walking myth. Uh, ministry, you know, the Exodus walk and, you know, why it is that we've chosen, um, you know, the sermon series that we've chosen to do and, you know, what sort of other activities we're going to incorporate into um, this first month sort of emphasis on um, on sort of the, the body, if you will, the shalom of the body. So, you just had sent this great email earlier today <laughs> where you mapped out how we might do the Exodus um, walking ministry. And maybe you could speak a little bit to, um, to some of our plans there. Absolutely. So our goal is that all of us collectively as a congregation over the 30 days of September, we in one way or another cover the 375 miles of the Exodus from Egypt to the promised land. And to do that, we're, we're going to encourage people to get out and walk or run or bike, but we're also going to encourage other activities like going for a drive or working in your garden or reading or watching a film about journeys or walking um, and just kind of cultivating a walking mentality, a walking culture for 30 days. Um, and so there are lots of different activities that you can do to be involved. And the way we're going to keep track of all this is we're going to say that 15 minutes of one of these activities counts as one mile. So whether you're walking or you're working in your garden or you're just going for a drive, um, you don't have to keep track of your actual mileage. Just keep track of your time. And on Thursdays, you can submit that information to me at the church office. You can just email me um, or call me on my cell phone and let me know what your time is for that week. And we'll add it all up. And on Fridays in our email, um, we'll have updates. We'll have a map that's kind of tracking our collective progress. Where are we geographically on that <laughs> Exodus journey? Um, so it's there are lots of different ways to be involved, but it's also a way for us during shelter in place to kind of come together in a way and contribute to a collective goal. Yeah, I think the idea is we, we really wanted people to the degree that they were able to just get outside and um, or to kind of think about um, the importance of, of the physical body as it relates to the spiritual life. And uh, I think some of the movies that we've picked out and some of the books and stuff like that will really bring home that connection. And I, and I, you're absolutely right. You know, the fact that we're doing this together um, is, you know, will really help sort of, uh, we're hoping anyhow, will really help people feel, you know, a part of the church, a part of the community, that we're a team 
and um, not so isolated because we definitely know that one of the big wellness issues, one of the big shalom issues facing us right now is just how how lonely and isolated people can feel during this time of, shel- you know, where, where many of us are sheltering in place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thank you so much for all the work you put into organizing this because I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, as for the... Um, the sermon series we're going to be doing. Um, now I have heard rumors have, have a rumor. The rumor is that people did not, who had a chance to read Pilgrim's Progress didn't find it to be very <laughs> scintillating, which I get. Um, um, so I'm going to be very careful. It's going to have a very light touch when it comes to um, that book. More what I'm going to be doing is pulling a concept or two out of it per week to just get us thinking about how the Christian journey um, how this idea of journeying and this journey, this idea of walking and um, this idea of following a way, taking the narrow path, all these different kinds of ideas um, that are very physical in nature, you know, what they have to teach us about um, the spiritual journey, you know, so sort of seeing our bodies and minds or, um, you know, seeing, seeing how our spiritual life really draws strength and draws meaning from, uh, from very everyday activities in our lives, like in our lives, like walking, like going on trips, things along those lines. So I think it's going to be, and I also, like I said earlier, I think it's, um, you know, we're going to be sort of stressing the physical, um, you know, being outside, going for walks if we're able, but we're also going to be stressing the intellectual insofar. We're going to give people an opportunity to really think through, um, what walking and journeys and, um, Exodus, especially Exodus type journeys, uh, have to teach us about, um, about our spiritual journeys. Absolutely. And we're going to have a list of books and films, um, that we recommend on our website. Um, that's going to be available starting tomorrow. Um, and there will be a link in the Friday email to that, uh, in case you're curious about different resources to check out. Yeah. And if you're kind of wondering, if you're sort of looking at the list of books, you're not quite sure what might be for you, then feel free to reach out to one of us and we'll kind of point you in a, in a particular direction. You know, some of the books, like one of the books that I, the book that I mentioned the last time we did our podcast, The History of Walking, I've been listening to this on an, on audio, on Audible this last week. And it's an amazing book, but it's, it is a little bit academic in nature. Whereas some of the other movies and books that we're um, that we're going to kind of put out there as possibilities um, won't necessarily (laughs) involve, you know, theoretical language. But um, but will nevertheless be really, uh, I think, real opportunities for us to reflect on. Um, on our spiritual lives, on our on our physical bodies and the relationship between the two. Yeah, there's everything on the list from memoir to fiction um, to some more philosophical reflections on walking. Um, but I will say I started that book, Wanderlust by Rebecca Solnit last night, and it's fascinating. So if you want kind yes. of a, a deep dive, a more philosophical reflection, um, kind of an all encompassing culture of walking, really broadly speaking, um, definitely check this out. But if you're yeah. if you're looking yes. for something more along the lines of like fiction or personal memoir, um, we definitely have some of those on our list as well. Yeah, yeah. So I think um it's going to be a great month. I think we've got some really great activities for people. We've got some ways to increase our curiosity and our, or to, or, um, to, uh, 
satisfy our curiosity, if you will, um, you know, learning new things, um, thinking about sort of ways of caring for ourselves physically. And then when we turn into October, um, now I'm just forgetting for a second. Well, oh, yes. In October, we're going to be doing the shalom of sort of our personal relationships. We're going to be thinking about um, what it means to uh, to experience wellness in our social relationships and our friendships and our family relationships and et cetera. So that'll be, um, you know, that'll be, I think, another great month. Oh, absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So tune in as we um, kind of roll out additional plans uh, for um, for the congregation and for ourselves to participate in. And we thank you for tuning in, tuning into this podcast.